Sometimes, as an Oklahoma State fan, I think that we aren't fully allowed to be happy. I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome in to the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And if you're curious about what I mean, just look back at just this season. Oklahoma State football starts off red hot. It's exciting. We're going to win the Big 12. Fall off a cliff. Basketball season gets going. We're coming towards the end of basketball season. Things are great with Oklahoma State basketball, but if you're a fan of Oklahoma State through and through like I am, while the basketball team is on a run of winning several games in a row, the football team is going through turmoil of player after player after player entering the transfer portal, leaving complaints about Mike Gundy, and then baseball softball season starts and you're like yes we're good at baseball we're great at softball and then the basketball team loses five in a row and completely ruins their season and they miss the tournament they miss the the NCAA tournament and now you look at softball softball's doing great they've only lost three games baseball falls off a cliff they lose five straight and then baseball They win five in a row, but in that same time period as they're winning five in a row, the softball team loses five in a row. Like, give me a break. I just want to enjoy all aspects of Oklahoma State at the same time. Like, I'm not allowed to be happy all the time, you know? That's what I feel like as an Oklahoma State fan sometimes. And you look at this softball team who, for what felt like a long time, I'm discussing them as a top program in the nation number two team right behind OU and then you know they trip up a bit it's fine that loss to Maryland not a big deal the loss to Florida State not a big deal you rebound you beat Florida State the next two times you lose an out of conference game to Wichita State and you're kind of but that's only the third loss of the season and then it starts to unravel a 3-2 loss in 11 innings to Iowa State that's not good a 3-1 loss in 8 innings to Wichita State now you've been swept by the Shockers then you get swept in Austin against the Longhorns losing 1-0 in an 8 inning game where you couldn't do anything offensively. Then you lose on another walk-off the following day, 3-2, to two, and then 5-2 to two later that afternoon to round out losing all three games to Texas. And now you're now all of a sudden you've fallen out of the top five and are now looking at maybe not even getting a chance to host the whole way through until the World Series like you thought. And guess what? You're not anywhere safe because now you have to travel to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. And Texas Tech is no uh, slouch at softball. They are 30-19. and 19. Now, they're not great in conference. They're 4-11. and 11, And they've lost to some games that, uh, you know, Oklahoma State has won. But the way this bat is working right now for the Cowgirls, they could easily lose all three games to Texas Tech. And then you take on the Mean Green of North Texas, who you already beat once this season. 
Uh, but that game is not guaranteed either just because of, of how the team is playing. So you are looking at a chance at being one of the top two teams. You are looking at OU versus Oklahoma State to end the regular season, one versus two. And now Oklahoma State might not even be a top ten team when they face OU to end the season. And I certainly don't believe, like I did earlier this year, that they can beat the Sooners. So coming up this weekend series, you're going to take on a 30-19 and 19 Texas Tech team on the road. Those, It is not a gimme. It is not a gimme series. Uh, Texas Tech, of course, two straight losses. They've lost four of their last five, and they have lost seven of their, looks like, last ten games. So it, it hasn't been great running down the stretch for them, but they're still a good team, and with the way Oklahoma State is hitting, I it is not a give-me. It is not a give-me by any means, and they've got some good pitchers. Uh, they've got a couple pitchers with, with, with good ERAs, good whips. Um, they're led by a, a pitcher in Sage Hoover with a 2.48 ERA, and the way Oklahoma State has scored runs and the way Oklahoma State has hit, it, it is not anything to think that that will continue. You're just going back and looking. The most runs they have scored in the month of April came the 1st and the 2nd of April and then the 11th of April. A 11-0 win against Incarnate Word. Then they shut them out with a while scoring 10 runs. But then you play some close games against Wichita State, score 5, lose 8-7. You score 7 against KU, 5 against KU, 7 against KU. Those aren't bad, but then when you really look at the Iowa State series where you only scored five runs, three runs, two runs, one of those a loss, score one run against Wichita State, score no runs in the first game against Texas, and two runs in the second two games, you score four total runs in a series when earlier in this season this team was lights out when it came to scoring runs, 8 runs, 10 runs, 10 runs, 12 runs, 15 runs, 12 runs, 11 runs, 13 runs, 9 runs, 11 runs. And if you're saying, well, Matt, the competition got better. No. These teams that they were scoring against, 5 runs against Florida State, 9 runs against Florida State, and then it was a close 3-2 game. So they, they scored against Florida State, uh, taking on... N- West Virginia Tech, they scored 10 runs against a good Virginia Tech team. Nebraska is a good team that they shut out 10-0. Michigan, they scored 15 runs against a Michigan team that is good. Six runs against Missouri. So, yes, the competition has gotten better. But at the same time, Oklahoma State's batting has just fallen off a cliff. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why this team isn't producing runs. It's not because players aren't hitting. Rachel Becker, 471 average. Kylie Naomi, 371 average. Naomi has driven in 49 runs. Michaela Work has driven in 39 runs. Morgan Wynn, driven in 34 runs. So the team is still hitting. And if you look at at the box scores from the Texas series, that first game, you know, you out hit Texas six to four, and you leave eight. You leave eight on base, 
eight players reached base and you did not score a run in that first game. Out hit Texas and couldn't beat them. Lose 1-0 in a in a walk-off. Then you look at game two. And you out hit them again, six to three. There were only three hits in that Texas game, and you lose 3-0, out hitting them again, leaving seven on base. Texas left nobody on base. Nobody was left on base. Kelly Maxwell shut them down until the bottom of the seventh inning, in which she gave up her first, really probably and only mistake of the season. Gave up the three runs, picked up her second loss of the season. And then in the final game, at that point, the momentum is gone. The, you know, you're dejected, and Texas finally out hits you 8-6. to six. But even at that point, you leave seven on base. You only score two runs, and those didn't come until the sixth inning when you're already down 5-0, to zero, which let uh, Kyra Acock get her first loss of the season. So the pitching is not an issue. You only give up one run in the first game against Texas, and it came at the end of the game, a walk-off. You only give up three runs, all coming in the same inning, a walk-off, 3-2, to to win the game for Texas. And then you give up the five. You only gave up three runs to Wichita State. So pitching is, is doing its job. You only gave up three runs against Iowa State, two runs and two runs, and lose the Iowa State game, the third Iowa State game, giving up only three runs in 11 innings with opportunities to win that game. Just like you had opportunities to win the game against win the games against Texas and you didn't, pitching is not the issue, and hitting is such a mental thing. It, and I know that Coach Gajewski is a talented coach, and if anyone can figure it out and help the team figure it out, it's him. But they have to figure it out because this team had all the expectations coming into this season. You return Kelly Maxwell, you get the transfer in Kilfoyle, you get this freshman in Acock who is an absolute stud as a freshman. And you've got Becker and Naomi coming back, leaders of the team, great players, and you're just, at all of a sudden, you've fallen apart because you can't get the hits when they matter. It reminds me with the way the pitching has been and the hitting. Those Jacob DeGrom Mets teams, when DeGrom would give up like one or two runs and the Mets would lose like 1-0, 2-0 because they just couldn't hit for him or whatever. Like it's got to be frustrating on their part because how good the pitching is and has been and yet they still aren't winning. I didn't think this team would lose five games all season. To lose five in a row is just mind-blowing to me. And now, and I, I, I'm not sure that they don't lose more. You can't, you can't tell me that this team is going to go down and sweep Texas Tech in Lubbock, a 30-win Texas Tech team? I'm not convinced they'll go down there and sweep them. Then you play North Texas. I would hope you can win that game. But then you got to end your season taking on OU. And there is no better team, not in the Big 12, in college softball that is better than the Sooners are at softball. I mean, an absolute, like, disgusting team. They put out stats for their pitchers the other day. 
I think two of them had sub one ERAs. That is disgusting. And I really thought that this Oklahoma State team had a chance to pull off the upset. I really thought we would see a World Series, an Oklahoma Oklahoma State World Series. OU still looks like that team. They've won 34 in a row. They're 42 and one. They're 12 and 0 in conference play. 12 and 0 at home. 20 and 0. On neutral sides, their one loss came against UCLA. But after that, they've not lost again. They are a dominant, dominant team. 8-0 win against Texas and a 10-2 win against Texas. They can shut you out. They can run rule you by scoring a bunch of runs. And I just, I thought that this Oklahoma State team had it in them to be better in a three-game series, but at this point, I I am not convinced. I am not. I don't think there's a team out there that can beat OU, and I really thought Oklahoma State could give them a run, but I'm going to need to see massive, massive improvements from the Cowgirls to get back behind them as far as backing them to win the whole thing. Now, there's still a bit to play. You got three games against Tech, a game against North Texas, three against OU. You have the Big 12 tournament, and then you have the regional, the Super Regional, and the College World Series. You've probably put yourself in a spot where you're not hosting the Supers. You're just, you're probably not. You've fallen to third in the Big 12. You're, you're not going to host the Supers. So you're going to need, you're going to need to battle on the road somewhere, which I, you know, this team's good enough to do. And, you know, I might be more hopeful. I'm really doom and gloom right now just because you lose five in a row, one of those to Iowa State, swept by Texas. It just it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. Sweep Texas Tech, beat North Texas, get you some momentum, still one from OU. Just still one, and I'll feel good about this team heading into the Big 12. Into the Big 12 championship. Just still one from the Sooners. You're at home. It's your last three home games of the season. Still one from OU. We'll see how that goes. I mentioned the baseball team. They are hot right now. Hotter than they have been uh, in recent months. April has been an up and down uh, month for them. They started out winning a series against Texas. They won two. Uh, The month of April, March was the first game. The end of March the first game against Texas. The second two games came the first and second of April. They win 4-1-4-3, but then they fall apart. They lose to Wichita State. They lose a series against TCU. They lose to ORU. They lose two of three to West Virginia. But then after that, when they beat West Virginia on the 16th, 11-6, that kind of woke them up a bit. An 11-6 win, a 19-8 win, a 15-10 win, a 14-3 win, and an 8-3 win, and then the game against Wichita State got canceled a game that Oklahoma State was hoping they could get a little revenge on. Not going to get that opportunity because it's not postponed. It is straight, flat, canceled. Uh, but they look good. The bats are working, and that's that's how they have to win games. They're going to need to score 8 runs, 14 runs, 15 runs, 19 runs. I mean, 19-8, 15-10. Those are crazy high-scoring games. The pitching is just not good enough, especially out of the bullpen to not win games without scoring a ton of runs. You're, you're looking at needing eight plus a night if you want to have real good opportunities to win games. Now you got a little bit of a road test 
You're going to go on the road, long road trip up to Ann Arbor, Michigan to take on the Wolverines up there, a Wolverines team that uh, set, currently sets at 21-18, and 18, so just a bit over 500 of the 9-6 in conference play. Um, don't know much about Michigan. There's not a lot to compare. There's not really any similar opponents that the two teams have uh, between them to kind of look at. Uh, they did play TCU. They lost 6-0 to the Horn Frogs, and they also played Texas Tech. Texas Tech beat them 10-7, so that's really the only two similar comparisons, uh, losing 6 nothing to TCU. Um, imagine that a Wolverines team. Wolverine team can't beat TCU. That's not a football reference or anything. Uh, but So that's really it as far as like opponents. So they're, they're 0 for 2 against Big 12 teams. Oklahoma State hopes to make that 0 for 5. Stay hot. Push their win streak to 8 games. And, you know, I talked about pitching. Uh, really, it's Jawan Watts-Brown and Ike Stebbins that have to lead the way. Those have to be the two guys. Ben Abram had a really great outing. His last outing and then the bullpen has been kind of all over the place. Uh, the only uh, real guy you can trust out of the bullpen is Nolan McLean, who's 9-0 on the season. He's got a, a 1-3-5 ERA. McLean in uh, 13 innings pitched. Uh, really one of the few arms you can trust uh, out of the bullpen. Some of the other guys that have seen a lot of innings, just their ERAs are up over 4, and they're just they're going to give up runs. It's going to be hard. You know, you're going to have to have leads or hope the bats stay alive late in games just because you just don't have that um, from the bullpen. But the offense has been very, very good. Home runs, a couple of guys over double digits. Rock Riggio's up to 12. David Minham has 11. Um, even guys that uh, don't see, you know, a lot of time uh, consistently in the lineup, like Tyler Wolfert has eight home runs. Nolan McLean, who's a little bit of a two-way player, uh, has eight home runs himself. So McLean can do it both um, on the mound and uh, in the uh, in the batter's box, uh, which is a nice weapon to have. But uh, several guys uh, with high home run totals, uh, guys with high averages. Riggio hitting 340. Uh, Carson Binge hitting 351. So the team offensively can do it. It's just about what are you going to get from your pitchers night in and night out. And if you can get consistency or at least a good enough game, hold teams under five night in and night out, Oklahoma State has a really good chance to win those games. And I like the way the Cowboys look going forward. I feel a lot better about this team after the uh, five wins they just rattled off, but they're they're winning games that they should, and they're, they've struggled a bit against some teams that, um, you know, are going to be some of that, that tougher competition. The Cowboys have fallen outside of the top 25, so hopefully they can kind of pick up some momentum, beating Michigan, sweeping Michigan, taking two or three, beating ORU in the season hot, and they also in the season coming up May 18th, 19th, and 20th against OU. They've already won one of the Bedlam matchups. So you like to see them in the season strong, head into uh, the Big 12 Baseball Championship strong, and then into the regional, super regional, and College World Series if they're lucky enough to get that far. But uh, I like what I've seen out of the team offensively, rebounding a bit. they got to keep that going, though. And uh, hopefully they can uh, improve upon with games in Michigan and then head into the month of May hot, w- winning uh, their last eight games or at least seven of their last eight and-, and finish the season strong. I'm Matt Jordan. This has been the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.